This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. 701 in New York City, 401 out in San Diego. I got to, like, go slow with the clock being three hours ahead. I I will. I am not afraid to give you guys wrong time, so uh, that's why I kind of hesitated as I You've done it, like, one time in four years, and we just I've make it, a big deal out of it. No, I've done it. Tw- I've done it twice. Like each each year I've been here, I've given you guys like a hour or two wrong. One of the last time I think we did the show from New York or somewhere on the East Coast, the clocks were all jacked up. They weren't even like three hours off. I was oh, talking yeah. about. You remember that? It was like a random time. It was on like the a half clocks hour ahead or something. It was very strange. Uh, anyway, got more uh, press postseason uh, press conference coverage. Bob Melvin sat down with the media after uh, Manny Machado, and uh, we're going to play that for you right now. Bob, you've had a lot of playoff experience. What have you learned over the years in terms of the difference between postseason and regular season, both maybe in terms of how you manage a game and also manage players and, and, and how different players handle these types of situations? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, obviously there's a little more urgency involved. Every game means that much more. Um, you know, the regular season you're built for 162. The postseason you're built for, in this case, two out of three. So... You know, moves probably come a little bit quicker. You're probably not as patient at, at points in time during the game. And, you know, you rely on, you know, your entire roster like you do during the course of the season. But there's certain guys that are probably a little bit more important, whether it's your, your starting pitchers um, or the guys that you, you know, rely on kind of more to top to middle of the order. But as far as your experience also dealing with players and understanding who your players are, you have a better sense now of like how different guys might respond in these types of situations? Uh, well, guys that have had experience, the guys that haven't, that you never really know. I mean, I think you get to know guys well enough to have an idea, but until you get put in, you know, under the fire, it's, it's a whole different deal here. But, you know, it, you, you don't have to, you know, inspire guys to get up for games that maybe you do after the, during the course of the season at certain periods of time, you know that, that here every every game, every inning, every at-bat, there's that urgency to it. So I think that's what really makes postseason special. You've had success against the Mets this season so far, 4-2. and two. How much can you glean from that? And also, you have a much different roster than the last time. Right. So, I, you know what, we, we should feel good about that. It does not apply, you know, in this series. So um, I think all that's thrown out the window. Like you said, we have a little different roster composition here too you know some of these guys weren't here when we played them earlier in the season and you know once you get to the postseason teams are playing differently to get there I think uh, 
you know, in our case, oh, we, we, you try to bring that momentum with you, but it's, it's, it's a different ball game now. Given what everyone's anticipating with the quality of the starting pitching, how important might bullpens be the back end of bullpens here in the series? No doubt. You know, and I think our, our bullpen's been pitching pretty well here um, coming down the stretch. I think we, we've, you know, finally gotten to a point where we feel good about who goes where and when, you know, especially with Josh at the back now. So, you know, bullpens are extremely important. They're the ones that finish out the games. Very rarely do you see a complete game, let alone in the season, let alone during a postseason game. So our bullpen's going to be very important to us. Go to Bryce Miller. Bob, what, what's it like to, you know, you did play for Buck and uh, you're managing it against him in the playoffs. Is it baseball's circle of life in some way? Or what's, what's that like to live those two relationships? Yeah, I also played against him in Double A, so we're we're not that far off in in age. He was a really young manager when I played for him, and I was probably an older player at that point in time. But you know, it does come full circle. You know, we played against each other, managed. You know, he managed me, and I take a lot. Of, you know, of, of what I do now was influenced by him, even though you know he was a younger manager at the time. I've watched him very closely over the years. We've maintained a relationship, so. You know, it's pretty cool to be in this situation, yet once you get on the field and you're, you're playing games, he's probably the last guy I'm thinking about. I'm trying to run my team the way I think is best suited, and he's going to be doing the same thing on his side. You said you were influenced by him in what way? You know, he, he was the first manager that kind of explained to me why I would you know was playing on a certain day. And I didn't get to play a ton, so it was important to me. And he let me prepare you know, for, for a particular pitcher. So he would say, okay, you're playing on this day. It might have been two or three days before, and I was able to kind of visualize and prepare for it, and I appreciated that because as a bench player, you know, especially back then, rosters were used a little bit differently. You know, the bench players basically showed up, you know, like a, a football player Sunday at 1, and, you know, nowadays you're trying to get your, your role in bench players in there where they have the best chance to, to be successful. Buck, can we get an update on Clev and Grisham? Grish, Grish is here. I mean, he, he flew, I think, red eye last night. He just had a family situation he was dealing with. And Clev has passed both tests, so he will be on his way, I think, later tonight on a red eye as well. What sort of decisions are you coming down to, uh, 14, 12, with your, your pitchers? Right. You used Manaya, you used Stammen quite a bit. Chris, Matt, where are you at? Right. Well, we're still making those decisions. We have some time. I think we're still probably leaning towards 14 position players, 12 pitchers, but who those guys are, uh, not sure yet. What would be the benefit of that five-man bench? Because I know you haven't dug too deep into the bench that right. often this season. What are the benefits of it? Uh, you know what, just maybe some, depending on you know, how the game goes, different variables late. Um, you know, if we do go with three catchers, you bring your second catcher in the game, you know you also have a third catcher there. If something happens, you're always kind of on pins and needles. So that potential could be there. Uh, we had trying to get a handle on a couple of guys. You've got a lot of at-bats, you know, in the last few games to, to feel like maybe we were comfortable with them coming off the bench. So, you know, those are the, those are the kind of things you're looking at. Does, does Clevenger's kind of late travel and whatever, does that put his standing on this roster in any jeopardy? Or I know he probably isn't necessarily going to start in the series anyway, but how does, how does that affect things in terms of We're roster? still trying to figure that one out, you know, how, how much we used guys in the, in the last couple of games. You know, it's one thing about expanded rosters now. If, if, you know, in the past you were able to 
have multiple guys that, you know, in the situation that we were in the last couple of days, you didn't have to lean on some of your key guys. So, you know, it's a little different with 28, but we're still, you know, trying to, to feel out and figure out, you know, how guys felt that pitched the last couple of days. Bob, you talked a lot about how much you've enjoyed getting to know you, Darvish, this year. I was wondering what it was like getting to um, manage against them, game plan against them in past years. It was very difficult. I mean, it always has been because he has so many different pitches, you know, even more so now. You know, he, he never stops. He never says, okay, these are the pitches that I'm going to use and that I'm comfortable with and, and feel good about. He, he can do stuff on the fly. So, you know, even at the end of the season here, he was working on a couple different type pitches because he was facing teams in our division, you know, multiple times and wanted to give them different looks. I think he's very unique in that. Most guys kind of lean on certain pitches and try to, you know, get, get your mechanics right where you, you don't have to think too much about that. But he, he's able to do things differently, invent new pitches, pitch differently from game to game. Um, that comes with a lot of experiences and a lot, and a lot of success. Hey, Bob. Um, both you and Buck <clears throat> kind of represent my generation here. And both succeeded younger managers and have had more success. Do you see this series as a victory for fellow ARP people? And why is it do you think baseball may look at things differently than other parts of society when it comes to the youth-obsessed culture in our society? Right. Well, I think it's changed here recently, you know, in the last three or four years with guys like Dusty, too. You know, you'll see some 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 guys that have had quite a bit of experience. I think it's gotten to a point where the analytics and and maybe newer managers that are more uh, adjusted to that um, has gotten to a point where maybe experience plays too. So I think you're seeing some some older managers hang around, some experienced managers coming back. They're still, I think, trying to find a balance between you know what's the best way to go about it as far as new age analysis and experience from the past. Got time for one more over here on the left. Um, your team has relatively few players who were drafted or originally signed by, by this organization. As a manager, when you're kind of pulling guys from so many different places, does that is that a different job for you to try and get them to gel when they haven't come up together and you know competed together as a unit? It is, and being a new manager as well. So I'm part of that. You know, there are a lot of guys that have not played together here. The one experience and good experience I can draw from was the 2001 Diamondback team where that was an expansion team. It was a veteran club. Almost every one of those guys came from different organizations and had to kind of gel on the fly. So I think the one common denominator here with the guys that have been brought in is looking to win a world championship, and that kind of bonds everybody. Bob Melvin, am I the guy on oh. that one? All right. No. Uh, well, I have no idea. Tony's the guy. <laughs> Bo Mel uh, giving us the goods there as uh, the Padres get ready to roll into game one of uh, the first game of the wild card. Jay Cronenworth uh, getting a little MLB network camera time right now, being interviewed at City Field. I have a question about Jake Cronenworth and that beard of his. Does anybody know the record of the Padres since Jake Cronenworth has started growing a beard? Because I feel like they have won some games since he started growing that beard. not even going to lie to you. I did not know he even had a beard. Really? Yeah. He's definitely got a beard. Looks more like just some facial scruffiness okay. to me. Yeah, I was about to say, like, you have a beard. I think he is missing p- pieces of his. He's Poor missing guy. a piece or two. 
It's a rally beard. I'm into it. it. Might it's, be a playoff. A playoff. it's a playoff beard. I'm not That's knocking hockey, it. I'm just saying it's not a – I don't know if we can qualify it as a beard yet. Okay. It's what hockey. about – It's hockey if you're talking playoff beards. Okay. Then do that All in right. baseball. All right. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think the baseball is kind of – Do they do it. that? Yeah. They, I think they watch hockey do it. I think you see more – Now, I mean, now beards are, like, fashionable. Like, yeah, everybody rocks true. a beard. But there was a time – I remember guys growing their facial hair out. Because, uh, you know, they're trying to find a way to win a few extra games. You know how superstitious <laughs> everybody is. Well, I can't imagine how that's going to help, but you never know. <laughs> I mean, Charlie Blackman's had that beard forever. And, yeah, uh, God, beard's beard's ready, Charlie. yeah, I was going to say, if beards really Please mattered something, the Rockies would be in the playoffs once in a while. You know, but nowadays they got, they got you know, all kinds of cream that you can, like, put in there and have your beard smelling fresh. You can wash it, take care of it. I, I certainly hope Charlie Blackman does. Cause I'm pretty sure there's a bird that lives in it. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get to break. Uh, when we come back, we have uh, Gwen and Chris's pick em. Chris is uh, ahead by four right now. I'll see if I can close the gap. More Gwen and Chris on the way. First, here's traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, 418 is the time. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. We got to uh, skedaddle out of here for Thursday Night Football coming up at the bottom of the hour. Colts and Broncos, don't forget tomorrow, big day here on 97.3. The Fan to coincide with the big playoff day, Friar Friday, and it all gets underway with Ben and Wood, 6 o'clock in the morning, and uh, they'll be broadcasting, as we all will tomorrow, live from Ale Smith Brewing Company. It's off Miramar Road. So we'll see you out there, 6 a.m. tomorrow, Ben and Woods, 10 a.m., John Cantera. Scraby and I will be out there from 2 to 4, ahead of the pregame show. Tony, of course, is in New York where he joins us today, and we get set for our NFL pick week number five. Okay, NFL fans, it's time for NFL Pick'em. But not like boring Pick'em like all the other sports radio shows. We see who's the best in Gwen versus Chris. NFL Pick'em Edition on 97.3 The Fan. The Fan. The Fan. All right, as Tony mentioned going out in the last break, I've taken a, uh, a slight lead here in the competition through four weeks. It's 31-27. to 27. Last week, we both got all three of our picks correct, Tony, but neither of us were correct on our upset games. So we go to work in week number five. We have a three-point game, a two-point game, a one-point game, and then we have an upset pick, and if the team we pick wins outright we get the number of points that they are underdog by added to our score tony Gwynn jr luck of the draw says you are first this week so take a look at the nfl week five schedule and tell me who you feel most confident about winning do we still have tony Gwynn? tony are you there i'm a little worried are you muted on your side not hearing him that's that's strange. Going to be a bit of an issue. Okay, hold on. Let me just try to reconnect real quick. I can't believe 
I'll tap dance for the now? moment. Tony Gwynn Jr. Something happened. Something happened. He is in New York, so I know, and he's looking at me like I'm talking. Yeah, and we're not hearing. Can him. you hear us, Tony? Just shake your head. You can. He can hear us. Is your? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying this to be a jerk. Is your microphone on? <laughs> I'm not saying this to be um, a jerk. All right. Well, this is strange. It's been working all show. Yeah. Everything's been just fine so far. Do you want me to tap dance for a minute? Um, let me. Because I'm really not a very good tap dancer. Okay. Hold on one second. One second. Let me try oh. to take this down. I'm going to turn it off. Now Tony can't hear anything. Now I turn it back up. Is Tony there? I don't know what happened, but we're going to have to just Crazy, I say. All, All right. right. He texted me his pick. Uh, who did he pick? Who was his first Buffalo pick? Buffalo for the three-point pick. Buffalo for his three-point pick. Oh, my All right. Buffalo is playing Pittsburgh this week, so that is a very smart pick. Buffalo is a 14-point favorite in that game, and I bring that up because it's the uh, most points that Pittsburgh has been underdogged by since the NFL merger over 50 years ago. Steelers have not been a two-touchdown underdog in any game. But they are this week. All right, my three-point pick, since he can hear us, right? Yeah, he oh, can hear us. Right. <laughs> it's fine for some well, reason. Well, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay over Atlanta as my three-point pick Frankly, this week. we have two and a half minutes. All right, so Tony, <laughs> the show. do your fastest. He tried, to, he tried to speak into it, but he's going to text it to he's me. He's going to so. have to text his two-point yeah. pick. Uh, Tampa Bay is home. I'm taking them to beat Atlanta. Tom Brady, by the way, has never lost three games in a row as a starting is that quarterback. Right? That's incredible. He's 14-0 and when playing after losing back-to-back games. So we'll see if he can ah, keep that record alive. Okay. Uh, Tony's two-point pick is, is it in yet? I believe it's it Green is. Bay. Green Bay is two his two-point okay. pick. They're playing in the London game against the New York Giants. That means that so Matt, ridiculous. I, it is really crazy because I'm going back and forth here trying to look at the odds and receiving his minus pick. two for the Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay's got two a uh, two or pointer. T- yes, yes. Uh, my two point pick is going to be the going a little quicker than I'd like, but I'll take Minnesota <laughs> over the Bears. Kevin O'Connell and company at home over the Bears for two points. That leaves Tony's one point pick. And uh, boy, this is uh, this is technology at its finest. <laughs> it really is. There's no question about it. it but really the good is. Th- the good thing is, is if nobody knows, Tony and I actually take this segment very seriously. They do. We spend a lot of time working ah, on our picks. He has chosen. Who did he choose? The 49ers. Really? Yes. San Francisco is against one Carolina. Point against Carolina, they're going cross country without a left tackle. This is true. I hope you're not concerned, Scraby. I will take Kansas City on Monday night over the Raiders. Is my one point pick. KC over the Raiders. All right, so there we go. Uh, three points. Tony, Buffalo, Green Bay for two, San Francisco for one, Chris goes Tampa Bay for three, Minnesota, Kansas City. Mm. Now it's time for the upset pick. Tony Gwynn Jr. has a clean slate. You can pick any team that is underdog to win straight up. I just received the text message. And what did you receive? Arizona is the upset. He took my upset. Oh, he's raising his hand in the air. Yeah, that was going to be my upset. So uh, Arizona is at home. They are five-and-a-half-point underdogs to the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. If Arizona wins the game straight up, Tony will get five points. Now it is my turn. And since I was going to take Arizona, I am going to have to now take Carolina at home against your 49ers, Scraby. Uh, That is a a six-and-a-half-point spread. So if Carolina wins the game outright, I would get six points. Taking Carolina because of what I just said. 49ers have to cross the country, and they have no left tackle. And it's a short week. You know they're playing Baker Mayfield, though. Ooh, wait. 
Hang on. Do I have time to change? No, I don't have anybody to change Chris, to. Tony is screaming into the Zoom camera about something, and I don't yeah. know what it is. We're going to have to hear from Tony tomorrow. Oh, uh, we will be broadcast. That is so weird that that happened, but uh, it did. So. Oh, wait. Oh, he uh, said. Yeah, he's talking on the Zoom <laughs> camera on, now. Tony. Hold on, Tony. Wait, it again. say it again, say Tony. It again. Oh, I don't know. If I don't think anybody can hear that. Can hear that. Will he's... the real Baker Mayfield please stand up again? I hope Tony he does said. this week against your Forty Nine ers. All right, there's no, our... no, no. What am I saying yes for? Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. yes, yes. All right, there's our picks for the week. I know we got to get out of here for Thursday night football. Don't forget, big day tomorrow. Ale Smith Brewing Company, just off Miramar Road. We'll see everybody out there from two to four is our program. But Ben and Woods get it all started at six a.m. and uh, enjoy the rest of your playoff. Eve, everyone, for Tony Gwynn Jr. in New York and Matt Scraby alongside here at the Odyssey Palace Studios. I'm Chris Sello. Thursday Night Football is next on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.